The world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Okay, so today I have my dear friend and soul sister, Stevie Callista of Farmhouse Moon with me, and we're going to talk about the astrology of 2023, and we're also going to touch on a little bit of like a, a year review of 2022. So welcome, Stevie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was 2022 for you? And can you also share what you've been up to? I know you've had some new developments. Yeah, 2022 was like a roller coaster ride, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Um, definitely for me. I feel like I time was strange, right? Like I grew a lot. Um, I had a lot of realizations of like how many more layers of awakening we can have and like how exciting that can be that, you know, not to stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I worked through like the nodes being in Taurus and Scorpio. I worked through like values and security issues as I'm sure a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> and you started a new program, right? Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. It's, um, see, time is so weird. I feel like I've been doing it forever, but it's only been six months, I think, or eight months. Uh, I had a realization that when I do a reading with somebody and then they walk away, I really don't know what happens to them. I don't know if they've created change in their life. I don't know if what I've said has helped them. And I really wanted, was craving to go deeper with people. So I created a four month long program called the Soul Blueprint Alchemy Program, um, where I get to work with women one-on-one -on -one and we go very, very deep into essentially every aspect of yourself. Um, we get to like really study the phase of life that you're in right now. And like, I, I often have clients that feel really stuck or they feel like they want to take a leap off of a cliff into a new version of themselves. And they're just sick and tired of like hitting the same walls or dealing with the same issues. Mm -hmm. So the program is really meant for people to come in and change not necessarily everything in their external world, but everything in their internal world about how they see themselves and where they're at. And one of my biggest missions is to help people move with the cycles, not mm -hmm. against them so that they're like in much more of a flow state, understanding where they are and what the invitation is versus holding on tight or holding on to fear what the, what was familiar essentially. Mm -hmm. So I like to say that I like help, I give you like a parachute and a and a, a picnic basket and like a trampoline to land on, but like we jump together and I give you tools. So I love that so, so much. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's like a big Phoenix that grabs you and helps you, you know, like there, whatever it is. Like, I just, I try to help you, um, lean more into bravery. Hmm. Also just like really getting to know yourself. It's one of those programs that you get to know all the passengers on your bus and they're all very different. You know, we have these like multiple personalities inside of us and some of them get along really well and some of them not so much. So like really understanding those dynamics and really what you're here to do in this lifetime and also like where your gifts are too and how to put those to use versus getting, cause we sometimes get really stuck in them, you know, yeah. we'll get stuck in the familiar, which is our gift, but it, it doesn't feel like growth. So yeah, it's been like the most rewarding work I've ever done, honestly. That's amazing. And I just love how you described it too, because you're, it's like, you're helping people take these leaps that can seem so scary, but you're, you're like assisting them and making them feel safe while they're doing it, which is, that speaks to all your Taurus energy. So I know. Much. It's perfect. <laughs> I've had that. I think I've had that realization lately and it's been reflected back to me. I'm like, okay, I guess I need to embrace this part of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2022. I love that the first thing you mentioned was time because that was in my notes as well. 
Time is so weird. And my theory, if you want to think about it so, sort of scientifically, is that our frequency is changing. So like whatever frequency that we're vibrating at, we have a different um we have a different perception of time because time is is like in the fourth dimension category. And if you're going between third, fourth, fifth, even sixth and seventh, you're perceiving time differently at each of those frequencies. So same as you, when I started to think about 2022, I was like, 2022 was years. <laughs> uh, I know. Because we were, <laughs> I, think, I think when you go up in frequency, you're more present. So yes. it's not that you're thinking so much about the past and the future. Because even I've heard a lot of people say recently, like, I don't really want to think about what my goals are for 2023, which yes. is so fascinating. It's like, yes. cause you're more present yes. in the now moment. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting used to as well. Like it's this balancing act because like, yeah, you kind of need to plan some things, yes. but, um, I think getting really, really comfortable in the present moment is the first step. So it takes some adjustment to get used to, just operating a little bit differently. And I think also when you're like feeling this higher frequency vibration, it's not, it's not even just the present moment. It's like all time. Exactly. It's like you have access to all of it. So sometimes I will be thinking about something I'm doing next week. And suddenly I think I'm in next week. Yeah. Because I probably am vibrationally. You so are. So I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole, but I think it's fascinating. It is. And um, man, I really, <clears throat> I really purged a lot this year because of like where the nodes were. I think um, mm -hmm. the nodes being in Scorpio and Taurus, which are my natal nodes. Um, there was a lot of Scorpio stuff coming up and just a lot of uncovering of parts of myself and a lot of like inner battling. And I really had to like duke it out with my shadow, but then I eventually learned that that's not what I have to do. <laughs> my shadow just wants to be heard. Right. So now I'm kind of flowing more with that. And, um, I started my mystery school and I, that was a big leap for me and I'm learning how to, just listen to myself and not be afraid to change things up if I need to. And I have to say, I never felt more clear about what I'm doing here until like September or October. Oh, that's so that's so good. That's like so lovely. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. right? oh. And part of it was realizing what I don't want to be doing. Yes, totally. So that was so really like what awesome. you value, right? Like the North Node and Taurus is like, what do you actually value and where do you want to put your attention? Yeah. 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 So I had to figure that out. And then I also went through this period in September where I feel like I I got a peek into or was initiated into like the seventh dimension. If you guys listen to my episode with um, Donna Boyle, vibrating in the oneness, that is like, it was, I had this expansion leading up to that episode with Donna. And when we met, something just clicked and I just like pew, took off in a rocket ship. And what I was experiencing was constant seamless <laughs> synchronicities. And, um, just this state of bliss and peace that I've never like experienced for this long. It was about a week and, um, it was just, it felt like a, a moment of enlightenment where I realized that I'm all of the characters in the story, you know, it was like this super, um, omniscient view of my life and, you know, it, it didn't stay that intense after that, but it was like this really good preview. And I feel like because next year is going to be a seven year, I feel like we're going to get more previews into that way of being or that perception or that frequency. Um, so that was 
that was fascinating and life-changing, I will say. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm I'm going back and forth between different ways of being. And it's it's really interesting. It is. Our physical bodies are like, woohoo, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. I heard someone say, shoot, who was it? It was like talking about how much light energy is coming onto the planet right now, you know, like how much the sun is giving off. And then even on the backside of the planet, there's just like, we're traveling through more light Mm -hmm. and how it's not necessarily all bliss and peace. It's like, whatever you're focused on in that moment, it just amplifies it. So if Mm -hmm. you're like in a shadowy place, the light is obviously going to amplify that feeling so that you can look at it and bring light to it. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting, like being really intentional because the light is, it can make you like go pew, or it can be like, look, 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 you know, like Mm -hmm. it just amplifies. So that that was a cool way of putting it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I I absolutely agree. And um, you just made like a million things go off in my mind on this (laughs) during this Gemini moon, but I'm going to stay focused. So it's hard to focus, right? <laughs> was there anything you wanted to touch base on for um the end of this year? So um we have a pretty potent solstice, winter solstice, I would say, because well, that's the day that the sun goes into Capricorn. That day is just really, really important. You know, it's like where the sun stands still and where the light comes back and it's a representative of Christ in general's birth, you know, that energy. Um, I always just like to um, point out how sacred that day is and how if you can carve space in your day to honor the light and be in nature and just honor the cycle of time, like it's just, um, it feels very sacred to me that day. I always like, don't do anything on that day. <laughs> um nothing like work related. I mean, so I wanted to mention that, but Chiron's actually stationing direct two days later. So his energy will be in the field very much that week of Christmas, um, which can bring up a lot of your triggers and wounds. And also, I just want to mention, I'm feeling really called to just even for myself, like, because time was so weird in 2022, I don't even really know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like when you were like, I started my mystery school, I was like, oh yeah, I started my Patreon, I think. And I just like, there's a lot of, like, you did a lot this year, you know, like, yeah, it's like you said, it's years in one year, but like, kind of, I know we're, we're trying to be present, but like really going back for the year and realizing like how far you've come in one year or even two years, three years, like just kind of being in reflection. Um, So around that time period, like just before Christmas, it might be a really good practice to just look back at each excuse me, each month and just be like, you know, what did I do? And what's the overall themes and just how far have you have, how far, how much have you healed essentially? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we actually, Mercury goes retrograde on December 29th Mm and it's in Capricorn and he meets up with Venus. So it's kind of going to bring the flavor of the beginning of the year. One Mars and Mercury are retrograde at the beginning of the year. So this year is not like, what are your goals? And go, go, go and move forward and get momentum. It's actually like, hang on, hang on, hang on until like the middle of January. And then we'll start to get momentum again. But um, this year isn't supposed to start off with a bang. It's supposed to start off very slow and contemplative. Mm. Um, And I think it's interesting when Mercury and Venus meet up because it's like we're able to communicate our feelings Mm. and how our thoughts influence our feelings. So that's going to be something that the end of the year and into the new year, we'll, we'll be thinking about a lot, like how those two influence each other. Um, And then the the last thing too, is Jupiter moves into Aries on the 20th of December. So um, he popped into Aries in the middle of this year, but for the first half of next year, he'll be in Aries and that will help us really grow and expand at an individual level. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just like take a really good look at ourselves and how we can be more confident and more um, more of like who we actually are, like choosing ourselves. So that starts our year off too. Um, yeah. 
It's a pretty power-packed last couple weeks of December. Yeah, I feel the same way. And that <laughs> Jupiter moving into Aries, yeah, which happens on the solstice, essentially, yeah. that popped out at me big time because yeah. it's this exaggeration of that I am. You know, Aries is I am and Jupiter is like expansion. So it's already a really powerful time every year. But it's like... um it, it feels like it's even more powerful because of Jupiter coming into that placement on those days. Yeah, um, and it feels kind of like it's a way to, I guess I, when I think of Jupiter and Aries, I think of people like starting these trailblazing projects and yes. um, doing something different, like really, really expressing who they are. Yeah, you know, definitely. And I noticed uh, this just popped out at me too. The new moon on the 23rd is at one degree and 33 minutes of Capricorn. Ooh, so interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I see like a master number and 33 is my numbers <laughs> that I see all the time um, and has special meaning for me. So that popped out at me and I was like, I'm going to go look at the Sabian symbol for that new moon. And it's three stained glass windows, one damaged by bombardment. Mm. So um, the, the expansion of that is experiencing destruction and entropy with awareness. Yeah. And what I saw is like, we're still seeing a lot of old structures fall. You yeah. know, it's like we've got Pluto next year sneaking into Aquarius for a while, but it's going to come back to Capricorn. Yep. And so it feels like we're ending the year on like, you know, we, we've got we've still got the ending while the new is coming in as well, you know, yeah. and it's just like, can you just watch and yeah. and let it fall, you know? Yeah, that's literally what I wrote, Wendy, for 2023, a taste of the new endings and beginnings at the same time. Like, yeah. cause we're, we're sweeping up, but we're starting and then we're going back and forth. Like, oh wait, I didn't finish this yet. You know, it's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Um, so you want to jump into, uh, 2023 now? Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, it feels like a year where we start off slow, but we start to get a lot of momentum. And by March, there are, there is a lot of new energy coming into, uh, our consciousness. And it's definitely a year like overall where we're going to see things fall because it's time for the end to be here. Um, and we're also going to get a taste of like the, the future or like the next generation at the same time. It's, it's a very interesting, like in between year. Do you feel that way too? It's yeah. Like one toe in oh, and then back and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, in March, we have Pluto moving into Aquarius until June. So from March until June, uh, Pluto, which usually lasts around 20 years in a sign, creates the generation. So when Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008 is when that the recession happened. And usually when he comes into a new sign, he will show us the shadow of the sign because mm -hmm. that's what he does. He's the transformer. Um, and I think that there's going to be like strong echoes of the age of Aquarius with this. Like we're going to get real taste of what it's like to be in the age of Aquarius. Um, and essentially Pluto being power and Aquarius being the people means the power comes back to the people. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to do that, you have to bring light to the shadow of the corruption and, you know, essentially the patriarchy, mm -hmm. all of the systems and structures that have kept us controlled um so the shadow side of pluto in aquarius because i think it's really important to talk about that because it is pluto like i said yeah. um aquarius is very much like it can feel very detached because it's so um you lose the sense of the individual with aquarius because the the collective the whole is so exalted mm -hmm. um so sometimes the individual energy can feel really detached um, or like leaning way too much into technology to the point where you lose your heart centeredness and the opposite sign of Aquarius is Leo, right? So it's like Leo is the, indiv the individual voice and the heart expression. Yeah. And so you yeah. often will see the shadow in the other side of the axis. 
um, it's hyper intellectualism to the point where, again, there's like no truth coming back into the heart. Mm-hmm. And essentially where the, the individual loses the power. So that's the sh- one of the shadows, some of the shadow sides of Aquarius, right? Do you have anything to add to that, Wendy? The um, shadow of it? Yeah, like I think that what we're also going to see is the potential that technology has to, uh, in both ways, the light and the shadow of <clears throat> the ability to control people using technology. So I think that's something to be really aware of is like, um, is my phone running me or am I using my phone? You know, yes. like that kind of awareness. Um, and also I think that there's a lot of stuff you know, that there's a lot of strange uh, inventions and agendas that sort of infringe on our humanity. And so um, like microchips in your brain, things like that. And so I think that we're going to see those things come up as options. Um, And it's interesting because before we started recording, I said, you know, it's weird this next year, I see a lot of the dark stuff first, before I see the light. But like, there are amazing things that we can do with technology too. I mean, healing, for example, um, healing with frequency, I see that with Aquarius. Um, There's a there's just so much, so many ways that technology can help us, but we just are going to have to be really aware. And I think that's what Pluto's bringing is bringing that awareness. And the way you bring awareness is to see both sides. So um, I just feel like also with Pluto, you do see the the dark side accentuated and it's like this choice point for us. You know, are we going to be run by technology? Are we going to stay human and heart centered? Like you said, and it's our choice, right? Like, yeah, it's a, absolutely. It's totally up to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, like the, to talk about the other side of the age of Aquarius, it's definitely like, just like you said, there's like, there's going to be new healing technology. We can literally heal our body using energy and frequency. Mm-hmm. I just got the Healy, which is right. like the device <laughs> that does that. It's like the future of science is like using frequency and energy to heal ourselves and to recalibrate, you know? Yeah. And also I think like the return of ancient technology, Absolutely. but in, in a modern way, you know, like free energy and um, equality to the people, unity consciousness, like yes. communal living where you trade and barter versus it being a um, hierarchy of a system. It's like it's just m- much more widespread. I love um, that you mentioned, um, oh my gosh, I lost it for a second you mentioned the technology, you know, I'm all about that. I feel that with Uranus and Taurus big time. We are connecting to each other more. That's what's wild. It's almost like we're becoming more telepathic. And so what's being asked is to be your whole exalted self. sovereign. Right. To be sovereign while you're, you're able to connect to these larger streams of consciousness. Right. So that's a new thing kind of for us. It's, it's ancient and new it's coming. Totally. And then even like, it's, it's not necessarily, it's like different than it was. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. it's a new time. It's in like, it's the age of Aquarius. So it's like, we're going to see where science and spirituality really, really can come together. And also, like you said, the shadow would be because we're so connected, using that against the people. And then if you lose your sovereignty, then you can get controlled by it, you know? Right, so, right. Um, and you were seeing that like in China and it's definitely the shadow side of Aquarius, um, but really like becoming even more and more innovative in ways to connect with each other. Yeah, I'm excited about that part, you know? Well, this like, is what it's all pushing us to do. It's exactly. pushing us into these new ways of being, like, you've got to, you wouldn't change if you didn't have a problem to solve, right? It's so true. It's so true. And even like with the Healy, like just a really small example, mm-hmm. my cat got cut in the eye all the way to his iris by, you know, he was probably hunting something outside. And I ran this program on him. And what came up first was 
eyes. And so then I ran the eye program on him. And the next day, his eye was so much better. Wow. I've been curious about those. Yeah. Like yesterday, my brain was all scattered. Yeah. Yesterday, my brain was all scattered. So I ran a program and it was talking about like mental came up, you know? So then I put the electrodes back here and I swear I was like, okay, now I can ground enough to actually focus. But like that, that kind of technology is, is like, uh, it's just, it gives the the power back to the people, you know, like we can take the power to heal ourselves and we're doing it. It's not just through frequency, but we're doing it through meditation and our food and all of that too. But it really gives us like a leg up on not being so attached to right health insurance and the pharmaceutical companies and doctors and right. Yeah. Just ways where the people can have the power back. Totally. And what you just said too, just, I got this feeling of like, oh, I can go through any kind of turbulence. (laughs) Like if I can take care of myself, you know, and, um, and it's interesting because that, yeah, I don't know. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Gemini. Because it's only from, you know, March until June, Pluto being an Aquarius, it's going to be a small taste of what the next 20 years will be like. Mm -hmm. And then he goes um, back into Aquarius next year. So March, we also have. Sorry, I just remembered what I was going to say, because I I feel like it's it's pretty it's interesting or significant. I think that with the energy healing, what's cool about it is that we are just becoming more aware of energy and sensitive to it. Sensitive yeah. meaning we feel it now. So of course we, we have these devices coming along that are going to work for us. Cause now that's a part of us we're aware of that maybe we haven't always been aware of, you know? Yeah. So, yes. um, and with all the different, you know, even technical frequencies in the air with, with technology and cell service and all that kind of stuff. I, it just makes sense that we would start focusing on that kind of healing and being aware of, of our energetic field. Yeah. And even li- like what you, what you were saying with that made me think of how people are really understanding the sun's energy and how much we need to get back to, you know, putting our eyes into the sun in the morning and like rewiring our nervous systems to the circadian rhythms of the sun and, and nature itself, or even just like, um, you know, microdosing and, ways that we're like connecting with the spirituality of the actual earth to, and pulling back into that natural cycle Yeah, to heal. Like, and it's so funny. Sometimes I'm like, duh, humans. It's like so <laughs> simple, you know, like some of that, it's just, it's, it's fascinating how we're becoming more and more aware of where we've lost control. Yeah. I swear the biggest hoax on society is like the demonization of the sun. I swear. Yeah. I like make it about it. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> And just like that awareness of like, of course, of course, nature is, our, is what heals us, you know, yeah. of course. Totally. Um, so also in, in March, we have Saturn shifting signs from Aquarius to Pisces. Um, and he will be in Pisces for three years, um, three-ish years. So I think this is going to be really fascinating because Saturn is so structurized mm-hmm. and Pisces is so free-flowing um mm-hmm. the, the two together I think is going to be really really interesting but I I do th- I do see two things with spirituality here one like l- the legitimizing and structuring of spirituality and making it more of a um legit situation or like just kind of I don't know even know how to describe it because Pisces is so all over the place but I just see that like you're going to see spirituality and spiritual science become more legitimate, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the shadow of that, I also see it being uh, policed, if huh. that makes sense, because um, of Saturn. <laughs> so I'm very curious. I don't really know how to take that one, honestly. Like when I tune into both of those energies, I'm like, this is, it could, because of Pisces, it could go any which way, you know? Yeah. I kind um, of felt like the, what I saw with it was um, bringing our dreams into form, like yeah. bringing our dreams into reality, but also then the shadow side was uh, delusional rules and control. So like, yes. I think 
Saturn was in Pisces during the rise of Hitler. And so it's this like, um, if you can't tell what's going on, there can be people who can really strange people who can rise to power. And it's kind of that fogginess. Like I don't see who's pulling the strings. I don't see who's actually in charge here. And again, we come back to like, that's why sovereignty is going to be so important next year as well. It always is, but that feels like a big theme for next year. Huge theme, huge theme. And like asking yourself constantly, like, is this my truth Yeah, right now in this moment? Like, and I, I do think um, it could be really polarized. Like in one way, you could be very delusional to be structurized. Mm. But in, in another way, it could be that we, the shadow side of that would be like to bring out who has been controlling us and mm-hmm. where we've been delusional. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like how you put that. The media? Like it could be something because, you know, Pisces is the media. Mm-hmm. So um and down the road, it'll be interesting when Saturn meets up with Neptune, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's going to, I think this also kind of plays into where spirituality and science mesh mm-hmm. and meshing the quantum physics with the understanding of all energy on new levels and um, where spirituality can be really legitimized and structurized. I also see it as like it becoming more mainstream. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I already um, see that. I mean, I go to like yes, it's, Marshalls it's or Walmart and it's on t-shirts. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Great. I I also wondered, do you think this could point to water issues? Most definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I could definitely see that. Absolutely. Just like, um, like putting an emphasis on like having clean drinking water and things like that. That's sort of what came up when I was looking yeah, at it. That's interesting. Cause that makes me think about how we're going to become so much more aware of how energy affects us just in general. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and when you're more energetically affected, you need, you're more aware of how hydrated or dehydrated you are because you're like, Oh, I'm conducting electricity all day. <laughs> I need a lot of water. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. I, I'm so like, I'm so jazzed about that side of, of spirituality coming, like just really where we start really understanding our magnetic frequencies and our energy frequencies and how we can use them to benefit ourselves and understand ourselves. It's like, it's just it's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, so what, we have Jupiter and Chiron in Taurus, or I'm sorry, in Aries until May. Jupiter is in Aries until May. So we, we touched on this earlier, but a sovereignty mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and expansion and healing of the self. I definitely think bringing bravery and like your personal power back and having the bravery to take steps forward and take action to start the damn thing that you want to start to make your dreams a reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Aries is the most brave pioneering sign and they're not afraid to just move forward with whatever it is that they're working towards so um if you can kind of hold that in your consciousness of like what did it what is it that you want to start next year you will have a boost of uh fire behind you to do Mm -hmm. so um and it's just you know jupiter and aries is definitely it echoes themes around choosing yourself and what do you want and without, you know, caring or which is like no fucks given, just choosing myself, you know, like it's, it's really, um, a beautiful kind of energy. Mm. And I think people are really going to learn a lot about themselves. So it's a good year to study your human design, your astrology chart, your anything to do with like your, your soul level self and who you are at an individual level as a spark of the divine, like kind of discovering those pieces and parts it's a very good year to do that, or at least the beginning part of the year. Um, And then Jupiter moves into Taurus in May, which as you know, I'm so excited about. I know, that's what I wrote. I'm like, I'm really excited for that. (laughs) And if you don't know, whoever's listening, like Jupiter expands whatever it it comes to. He's kind of like the Santa Claus planet. You know, he's good. He can overdo it. That's his shadow, like way overdoing it or, or dreaming way too big and not 
taking any action, right? Like putting it on your dream board and then just sitting there like that. Yeah. No, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take devoted steps forward, but Jupiter definitely expands and brings ease to the sign that he's in. Mm-hmm. And because Uranus has been in Taurus kind of rocking our boat, having Jupiter there is going to be really interesting. Um, mm. And Jupiter is a social planet as is Saturn. So he, he gives us echoes of like what the social consciousness will be going through. And in Taurus, it's, you know, um, new financial systems, new, um, really understanding like what your values are and how you can bring resources to those values. Um, also I, I, I just see a lot of people getting really jazzed about nature. Yeah. Like totally. that's why feeling nature. So much. Yeah. Yeah. And like our food systems, um, things are going to feel good. Cause when a sign goes into Taurus, you come, you come really into your senses. So the way things smell and touch and taste, and when Jupiter's there, like those things are going to feel yummier, you know, yeah. like food in general. <laughs> I saw people getting together and like learning and teaching how to yeah. grow food and cook and just like really enjoying these, <laughs> these basic things. Yes. And then also, like you said, it's this expansion of your values. Like in Taurus, it's like, to me, this, the simple things are, I guess it can get lavish, but it's like bringing those values back to the earth and the things that come from the earth and how she has everything we need, you know? So it feels like a, is that grounding? I mean, Jupiter is so gaseous, but it, it feels like there, it, it gives us this grounding we may need. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the two will be infused together. Nice. And like you said, like when I imagine that, I just imagine people like holding up a flower and just being like, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Like it is very simple, you know, like the yeah. pleasure in your senses or the the taste of something or, um, and, and, and honestly, like just kind of reevaluating not only healing the earth, but like what it is that we value in the first place, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and what, what kind of value do you bring? to the table. That's very Taurus too. Mm. And perhaps some growing and healing around that. If you feel like you have worth issues, self-worth issues, mm-hmm. uh, finding your worthiness. And then in July, we have the nodal shift, which is like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, when the nodes shift, it is a very, very big deal it's like our collective karma shifts energy from one to from two archetypes to two other archetypes so it will go from scorpio taurus which is where it's been for the last couple of years into libra and aries um and i keep thinking about this when you like scorpio taurus is so embodied Mm. you know it's like we went from gemini sagittarius which is like intellect and we're talking and it's information and like oh and and then we're like boom like right into the body with yeah. Taurus and Scorpio. And for some people that can rock you because it's like, it's a fix. Those are fixed signs that stand still. They're not moving around. They're like, deal with it here, you know? Um, and it's so physical. Even Scorpio has those, those kind of vibes for me, at least I think so. Totally. Yeah. And with just going back with Scorpio and Taurus, it's about resources and shadow work and death and rebirth. And, um, you know, feeling like you are in your body and you're safe. Um, our money systems, our food systems, like that's why we saw a lot of those issues. Uh, but when we move into Libra and Aries, that's a cardinal sign that just goes forward. It's like here to move forward. So the energy is going to very much shift from standing still to moving forward. Um, These are definitely themes around self and sovereignty and relationships. Um, The the South node is where the karma lives. It's where you see the shadow and in Libra, Libra shadow is trying to over harmonize people, Mm. um, people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's over diplomacy. Is that a word? Like, it's like, trying to be so compromising that you end up losing yourself completely. Yeah. So 
it's it's definitely a time period where we're going to reharmonize ourselves. There's an opportunity to do so through your relationships, like the mirroring back and forth. When that when those shift is going to be huge for people. Yeah. Realizing that relationships are no longer serving you, like you're going to see a lot of breakups and a lot of um, relationships ending than beginning. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you see for that? Yeah, I. I feel like it's really about figuring out how to be who you truly are and balance that in relationships. It's about like stepping into your true self and um, not being afraid to just be that, you know, which with that being like the North node, I guess, you know, that could be a little bit uncomfortable, but um, if we want to, if we want to be visionary and have some sort of influence on the people around us, we have to start showing ourselves like truly who we are and not do this people pleasing thing. Like, Oh, this person can't handle what I'm going to say. I mean, there's a, there's some degree of that still that we're, you know, just social cues and things, but I feel like there's going to be this empowerment around just fully being who you are and letting your weird be just there and not think it's weird, you know? Yeah. Being brave. Like, yes. And um, I also, it's like the better that we understand ourselves, the better we can understand others. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of us like like me, for example, I, I examine others a lot to understand myself, but, um, it feels like, and that's fine, whichever order you're doing it in, but understanding the self is going to be so important because then you'll just see right through what somebody else is doing. Like you'll be able to observe what their behavior is and like why they might be doing that and then how you can respond. You know what I mean? Rather than getting, um, upset or triggered by what people do you can just see oh I think that's what's going on there and that's not my problem I feel like this coming year is so much about um energy and the aura and and I think that really familiarizing yourself with your own energy is super helpful yes yes and I isn't it fascinating too what you said like Jupiter will be in Aries before this shift. Yeah. So we get this really expansive opportunity to take a really hard look at ourselves. Not even hard, just like true, a true mm-hmm. look at ourselves right before that shift happens. And then it moves into Taurus, which is like in the body. So it will help ground these energies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think yep. that's really a cool combination. Totally. But I really think like, overall next year is going to be the fall of structures that like the the crumbles that need to fall Mm -hmm. um in order to create our new earth you know and our the new age of Aquarius so it's like the fall of power and bringing it back to the people and not necessarily this is all going to happen in one year right I think we're going to get really strong tastes of this yeah and perhaps the people have lost their power so that we can take it back more I think that's going to happen it has to come up right like the shadow has to come to the surface yeah. For us absolutely. to think about it. Yeah. But it's up to us. We are the creators. Like we could do whatever we want to do with these energies. And if we're putting our energy and focus on things that are shitty and things that we don't like and things that we're scared of, and like that's mm-hmm. what where the energy flows. So we have to be really careful to take our power back, you know? 100%. And I also just want to remind everybody like, one thing that I remind myself of all the time is that I came to this earth. I chose this. I chose this time period to like help humanity move through this darker energy into a much higher frequency. And Mm -hmm. it is up to us how fast or slow we want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I personally believe that it's It's going to happen either way, you know? Yeah, Um, absolutely. But like we, we came to participate in this time because we are, our souls were really excited to watch it go down. And so let's do it, you know, let's like, yeah. Well, I like when I was writing about this year, I called it the year of the philosopher's stone because Mm. 
it's a seven year and you have seven steps in alchemy. And um, it really feels like the past year we've been gathering all of these tools and remembering a lot of our gifts. And this coming year, we start to we start to practice more alchemy and it's for ourselves and in in turn for the collective and that what alchemy entails is turning lead into gold so it's like these shadow aspects we keep talking about and trying not to go too dark that is our material to work with that's like that's the prima materia that is what we're transmuting and there's a lot of different ways we can do that and it starts with yourself it starts with um transmuting whatever it is within yourself that is holding you back from living in your heart and and leading with your heart in your own life and it's like we underestimate what an amazing power that is and how effective and how much of a ripple effect that has when we each do it for ourselves and then you know it feels like when you kind of as you're discovering this for yourself you can share these techniques with other people or you can share whatever it is even just if you're somebody who's really good at dancing and making dancing videos on instagram or something like you're sharing your light with people and you're making their day better it's like you're transmuting somebody who may be in a bad mood into feeling good you know so it's it's all about not getting bogged down by it all and seeing it as your material to work with and i like to think of it as the soil it's the soil is dark and it's damp but that's where you plant the seed and that's right. where you grow something new so i love that analogy so true yeah. and i think that getting back to nature and back to your natural cycles and back to not letting technology control you, you know, like yeah. using it to your benefit, being really aware of it, and then taking the time to ground and nourish and get back into flow with what is, you know, natural to us. Like that is going to be the balancing point here, I think. Yeah, totally. And so important, but I think Jupiter and Taurus will make it feel really good. Yeah. Start creating new routines around it that, that will probably be really good. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. Me too. Do you have any more uh, transits that you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. Pluto will be squaring the nodes. So while he's in Aquarius, he'll be squaring the nodes. Interesting. Um, yeah. Which will be like even more of probably why we're feeling so much into the Pluto shadow at first. Yeah. Um, the Pluto Aquarian shadow. Yeah. Uh, but I also believe that like, that's really helpful because it helps push things right up to the surface that right. really need to be taken care of and dealt with. So, but yeah, that's what I had written down. You know, what thought just came to me, Stevie is like, oh, you know, I live on my Pluto line and I get so serious and I just thought about how it will be nice when Jupiter moves into Taurus because this oh. feels like motivation to like go outside and have fun. Yeah. You know, like that is it's something fun. that fires the stories and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've been trying to think about like different ways to like break out of my normal thing and like go have fun and like lighten up and not get too heavy with it all. So, um, yeah, it was just I bet you. I bet you, microdosing is going to be really, really, really strong during that period of time. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's amazing when you think about fungi and mycelial networks. That's how consciousness works. That's yeah, the physical that's representation of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a quick, a quick way to get there. To for your, you get. It's almost like a frequency um, match when you do it. You know, yeah. it's like like ground into the collective consciousness like oh yeah i am i'm one with everything yes it's a beautiful tool for sure a few other things that came up for me when i was thinking about next year is um i can see us starting to also gain more knowledge of how the energy of the earth works like ley lines and chakras of the earth because i just heard like 
all seven chakras, like all of earth's chakras will be activated. And I, I kind of laughed because I'm like, I don't exactly know what that means. Also, I'm kind of like, they're not already activated, like, you know, so, but I heard it so clearly and, mm. um, it made me want to start learning a little bit more about ley lines and things, which I know I already know somewhere deep down, but it's like, okay, time to remember. Yeah. And, uh, I see like people learning this and starting to understand how this energy flows through ancient sites that were built on these points um for healing for spiritual enlightenment and um i also sort of got in touch with the goddess sachet she has the seven petals above her head and she's a scribe an egyptian um scribe and I heard rewriting history, but rewriting was like in quotation marks because the history we have written leaves out so much. It leaves out a lot of the divine feminine. Yes. So um, I see all of that suppressed or hidden history or forgotten history, whatever you want to refer to it as. I see that rising up within us and... Um, and it's just a continuation of this like divine feminine energy uh, rising and Atlantis rising because the Aquarian age feels so Atlantean to me. Like it just feels like a technological society and it feels like there's the same karmic lessons coming up for us to learn, which is to not let technology take over. Like what, what, happened in Atlantis is that people had their creative power, which we, we have forgotten over time. They had that creative power, but they were going against natural law and doing weird stuff with it. And yeah. so we're now remembering our creative power and we need to use it wisely if we don't want to get ourselves in trouble, you know? So it's like, I love all of this earth energy that's coming up because it's a remembering. It's a remembering from that time of how to use the earth's elements, our um, knowledge of energy and frequency to create, to become really powerful creators. And I, I pulled a card from my Atlantis Oracle deck because I was feeling this energy so much. And I love it because it totally aligns with what we've been talking about, I pulled the manifestation card and it's a bunch of um, selenite towers. And it talks exactly about what we're saying is that what you focus on, what your beliefs are, what your thoughts are, or what you, you're creating, what you're attracting. And so um, I'm really just seeing this year as like an observer mode type of thing. Like get in your observer mode just witness you know the things that are happening and then really invest yourself more in what you want to create in your life and um that could look a lot of different ways but um there was that and then and yeah just the the energetic being aware of your energetic field last year i was looking at our personal numerology both you and I had seven personal years and next year, eight personal years. So we've both sort of had a preview to the seven energy, you know, which um, I don't know about for you, but for me, I've had a lot of realizations about like situations I can and cannot be in. And I've had to learn how to set up things in a way that works for me. Whereas I used to be very like, Oh, the ball's in your court. You just, you call the shots and I'm having to learn how to be like, okay, I have this amount of time. These are my parameters and not to be too strict with it, but just to understand my energy levels, because I was finding myself getting depleted and I was like, whoa, like, okay, what's going on here? And I really had to learn how to manage my energy. And, um, that's going to be big for this next year for everybody. That's a really, really good point, especially being generators. Like it's really important for us to 
keep our energy. It's like precious. Yeah. <laughs> we want to use it wisely. I, I, I completely feel the same way. I learned the same exact things. And then, you know, like working through the guilt of that. that yeah. A lot of that, right. Like, and now that kind of has washed away. And I've realized that I can be so much more potent and powerful if I am aware of that. And I choose that for myself. And I think that is going to be a huge thing next year for people. Yeah. For sure. And you know, another thing too, what you were saying is like, one of the number one shows on Netflix is ancient apocalypse right now. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Like Let's everything. talk about this. Oh, I've yeah. got some things to say. Go ahead though. <laughs> well, it's just like, I, uh, I love that. Uh, I love that things that we've been studying for a while are starting to become mainstream. Yes. It's so exciting. And people are becoming so much more open to the idea that like, maybe the history that they learned in school isn't quite the whole picture, you know, Uh and, and also just like how closed-minded science can be, you know, like mainstream science and, and how much more we, we don't know anything. Well, and it's not necessarily the science. It's the people who are funding the science that yes, are keeping, yes. that are manipulating it's it, right? Funding of science, yes. yeah, manipulating it, and how like closed off they are, and why is that? And we're and all starting an, to question it. It's an ego thing too. I mean, you'll really? see it if you watch Ancient Apocalypse how these academics get like infuriated if you propose a new idea and it's like an ego game it's like no we already carbon dated that or we already established this you can't change it you know and it's like that's just crazy I know that's not how it should work people should stay open-minded and this comes back to being being comfortable in yourself because if when you're comfortable in yourself you can listen to different ideas and not feel threatened you know Um, but that show, oh my gosh, I absolutely loved it. There was just one thing that I didn't love and it was getting to the end. They kind of put this spin at the end. Like I see the, I see a, first I saw the bad side and then I could kind of see where maybe I could twist it in a good way, but they're like, these civilizations were destroyed by the torrid meteor showers and, um, if we don't change something like this could happen again. And I was kind of like, you're planting a really big seed right there on Netflix. Like you are. You're making something so absolute that is, that's also not open to interpretation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I didn't like that aspect that it felt like they were planting a big fear seed. Um, And I just, in my heart, I don't see that happening to us. I think that's what it is. And it's really funny because it's hard to say, it's hard to explain why I feel that. I just feel it, you know? So when I, when I heard that, it did not feel right to me, but the rest of the show, I absolutely love the only one good takeaway I could see with that is like, I was like, maybe they're trying to say like, Hey, humanity, get your shit together. Or like yeah. go down. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get that Light a fire under our asses. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like that show only made it to Netflix. If they put something weird like that in it, Perhaps, yeah, you know? And so at least the inform most of it was really, really good. And the information is out there because a lot what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to watch this show and see these temples and start having memories come back. And it's just, it helps people reawaken those ancient memories and that spiritual energetic side of us. It just speaks to your soul. You know, if you live during those times, and then like the realization around all the indoctrination that has happened in school, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I know I unschool my child and she's seven and I feel really passionate about like giving the children the power back. Cause they are like the most important aspect of our future, you know, yeah. <laughs> truly so cheesy but it's so true like it's true raising them differently so I think I think all of these things are little sparks to kind of get people thinking about 
where have you been indoctrinated? Where have you been programmed? Where have you been controlled? And I think next year is really going to give us a taste of like, hang on a minute. Yeah. This is not for me. And this is not what I want for myself. And I even thought like, I think it's interesting with um, what you said about yourself in general. Um, I lost my train of thought. Where did it go? <laughs> Gemini moon. <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be really important next year with Jupiter and Aries to allow yourself to experiment because mm. Aries likes to start things and they have enough bravery to pioneer and lead. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. they get bored because it's yeah. not exciting anymore, you know? And I think when Jupiter moves into Taurus, it will give us the energy to complete whatever we started in Aries. Um, but just kind of like Aries energy is very experimental. Yeah. It just likes to try new things just for the sake of, cause it's exciting. You know? Yeah. So allow yourself to like experiment too. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good point. Cause I think sometimes we're like, what? It's funny. It's like, we've remembered all these, these gifts and things, and then it's like time to start utilizing them. And so there is always experimentation when you're new to something, you know, Yes. just figuring out what works, what doesn't. Yeah. You're like the explorer. It has to, it has to go that way. Yeah. There was something you said that reminded me of some notes I made. Oh, oh, Uranus. I was just, you know, Uranus has been in Taurus for a while and how, do you know how much longer he is there? It's 2017. He popped in, right? Let's look in the nerd book. Yeah. May of 2018 until 2026. Well, he pops into Gemini for a moment. Hmm. In 2025. Okay. But it's not until 2026. So 2018 to 2026 cycle. So I'm pretty excited about the Uranus and Taurus cycle because, um, you know, you can use the Earth's elements to create free energy. And that's what Uranus and Taurus is so much about to me. That's what speaks to me from Uranus. Yeah. And, um, there are Randall Carlson was uh, talking on the Joe Rogan podcast about how there are scientists who've been doing research in secret and having their inventions patented so that they can't be suppressed anymore. And so um, this technology is actually making its way into the mainstream. So that is going to revolutionize um, our energy resources. And you imagine I know and that's where this this time is so exciting because that's such an Aquarian thing too yes. right like you were mentioning that earlier and so we literally just we came here to see all of these changes and the thing with Aquarius too with him being the water bearer like don't get grossed out but he's like he's spilling his seed that's <laughs> that's one way to see it and I feel like we, we are the generation that, well, not just our generation, but in this time we're living in, everyone who's here is spilling the seed and planting the seeds for where we're going. And that's that's always true, but where we're going is a huge shift. It's a huge shift in consciousness, and it's about regaining some of that spiritual side of us that um, we've forgotten. And with that just comes a higher understanding of the earth and her elements and how to be here. You know, you wonder how, how did ancient people survive? Well, maybe they just had a way better understanding of nature and the earth. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, her resources. Yeah. And not use her at the same time. So she was constantly generating energy. They, and that reminds me, the other thing with Uranus and Taurus is, um, I see regeneration, like I see earthquakes, volcanoes, yeah. um, just like some shaking up and some regeneration of land. Yeah. So I, in and even with like um, 
the mushrooms. You keep bringing up the mushroom. I'm wearing a mushroom shirt. I know. Today. I keep. That's probably why. <laughs> it's about learning how uh, mycelium works. You know, there's mushrooms that can break down plastic. It's like, who could imagine that nature can repair damage that we've done? You know, yeah. it's like she's that amazing. Like we, oh, yeah. have, we have all the solutions. All we need to do is open our eyes and go outside. Yeah, and like with Uranus, like how much freedom, yeah, he brings when, like, imagine not being tied to fossil fuels and you know gasoline and having to pay for electricity and you know, like how much money that would free up yeah. for people. And then at the same time, like imagine not like also having the free energy just in general, like what, what, how much more we could be doing with this, how much more freedom it would bring. Totally. And then even with like this, you know, even this little tiny Healy device, like if we have these technologies to heal ourselves and we're freed up from, cause a lot of people, you know, they're, they're, they stay in jobs for healthcare yeah, for having, cause they feel like they need to have that. Like imagine that down the line. Yeah. You're not like stuck in, in a situation because you're reliant upon another system and structure, you know, you nailed it, man. It's about just freedom. making more money. Yeah. Freedom. <laughs> Fucking freedom. <laughs> We're here for it. We're planting the seeds. Oh. I, hope, I mean, I hope we get to like, see some of these, uh, fruits of the seeds that we're planting. I really, I think we might. I think we will. I feel like our souls are like, we really wanted to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, and then again, you know, if we don't, we can come back if we want. Yeah. To. yeah I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, Wendy. This is it. This is it for me on earth. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I do really love her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was so great. Thanks yeah, so thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always love talking to you. I feel like we could talk for 17 hours straight, but our, our generation of energy would be depleted by then, I'm sure. <laughs> totally. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope everybody has a good end of their 2022 and you're ready to dive into 2023 and just apply these beautiful gifts that you have. Share them with the world. Thanks for listening. You can find Stevie at farmhousemoon.com and on Instagram at farmhousemoon. And you can find me on Instagram at light.alwayswins to stay up to date on new episodes and just all kinds of things I like to share, as well as updates to the law school, my mystery school. If you enjoyed this episode, Will you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps people find the podcast and spread the word. I really appreciate it. And until next time, remember, light always wins. <laughs>